This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117, and you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Now, finish this fight. Master Chief, out. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked. It's IGN's weekly Xbox show. Of course, this being episode 584 for March 1st. We're already into March. Uh, I'm Ryan McCaffrey here at the IGN San Francisco studio alongside my longtime co-host and friend, Miranda Sanchez. How are you? Hi, hi. I'm doing well. It's a weird and maybe like one of the shortest introductions we've ever had. Yeah, it's just us. Yeah. This is it. Keeping it's it fine. Uh, Destin is busy changing diapers. We wish him and his wife the best. Uh, and Stella is uh, doing doing me a favor, actually, by attending a preview event for an upcoming game. So, uh, yeah, it's just the two of us this week, but that's fine because it's nice to mix it up. You know, we can just have a nice little back and forth. Maybe we'll argue at some point about some video game thing. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> we don't have to. We'll see what happens. But there is a lot to talk about this week. There is, actually. And when I was going through your show notes this morning and I guess last night as well, I was like, dang, we have... There's just so much that's happening. And some of it I didn't even realize had happened because there is so much. And some of it just kind of quietly has, like, slid into the news cycle. I know. And I was like, you guys thought you got away with not talking about this, but... You did, and we caught it. Except not me until just now. So yeah, well, we're uh, yeah. There are there are just a lot of topics to cover. But first, a quick housekeeping note: our February IGN first with Star Wars Jedi Survivor is complete. Huge thank you to Mitchell Saltzman for being the editorial lead on that and just crushing it, giving us tons of great content. He and I both went down to respawn. Um, I did put up, if you do like Unfiltered, which only pops up, like rises from the grave every every once in a while now, because uh, I just am tired of doing them remotely and will only do them if they're in person. So uh, Stig Osmussen, the game director, had him actually in here. He came up here, which was super nice of him to do. That is up today. That is up right now, or uh, either on video or in the, unlo uh, the Unfiltered podcast feed if you still if you still subscribe to that one you should see it pop up but that was a really fun conversation it's his second time on unfiltered so we didn't have to bother with any of the oh, let's talk about your whole career thing it was a it was a great like i thought it was a fun conversation just about all right let's talk about the development of a star wars sequel yeah and like what you know the expectations of that and you know when the first one sells huge like what does that get you from Lucasfilm and EA? So check that out if you want to hear a little, uh, you know, behind the scenes developer stuff of, of what it's like to make a AAA Star Wars game. And then our March IGN first will kick off next week. I want to start with something from the very end of last week, Miranda, because this, you and I have not had a chance to talk about this. I, I saw, I was seeing a ton of feedback to this on Twitter. Most of it was pretty aligned so i want to get your take and that is uh from the sony state of play yes we we're going to talk about a playstation thing only because that was the home of this extended gameplay reveal or gameplay deep dive on suicide squad kill the justice league the game we've been waiting uh it's rocksteady's first game in eight years it's coming out in well now two and a half months so it's getting pretty close i don't want to color this i just want to go right to you here what did you think of that that extended gameplay demo of suicide squad it was as expected based on what we've heard from it and i think in that i was a little maybe disappointed and that may be unfair because i think game studios and teams of course are allowed to make what they want to make whether or not that's like a directive from somewhere else or whatever it may be you know video games are still a business um but we we've long heard that you know this is going to be a numbers game and by that i mean here's some random drops of weapons and i think with that you have a lot of conversations about whether or not that's an element you want your game for a lot of good reasons. And I think the games that do that numbers game best are the ones that have a very long tail and reasons to chase those numbers, right? It's like, I want the best drop on this. I want to optimize as hard as I can. I'm going to put myself into the ground playing this one mission or this one area or hunting these one things just because I know if I get this, I will optimize my build. And again, those games though are ones that have a lot of 
usability for those numbers that you're chasing. And when I see something like Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, how long are those jokes really going to last? Like, how how much time do I really want to spend finding the most decent version of this one weapon for my character? And, and that's what I really ask myself when I see these sorts of games. And I know a lot of folks were, I mean, maybe looking at this and being disappointed in that they wanted something a little bit more like, you know, what we had from the Ar Arkham games, you know. Which this is in the Arkhamverse, yes. so you are very, it is fair of you to expect and want that. Yes, absolutely. It's like, okay, well, now you're going to Suicide Squad. We're getting to see more from their Arkhamverse. But this, I think, just deviates in a way that people weren't personally excited for. And again, that's the hard thing, right? Is like, where do, does the studio stand on having to meet the expectations of fans versus being able to do something that's different? And I think it's going to be hard to say how enjoyable that cycle or loop is until we actually get our hands on it. But I'm... A little, a little bummed, but it's also hard because, you know, I, I just, I want to try it first. You're very diplomatic about that. <laughs> I try I, to be. The, yeah. the longer, and I, I want to be the same way. Cause yeah, to, we have not played this video game yet. Yes. That is a hugely important caveat, but the longer that I, that this, that I have sat with this game, this, mm -hmm. this, like thinking back on this, cause my, my in the moment reaction was. It's just a, sh it's a game about shooting or punching purple things. And that's, that's like, it, that's so disappointing to me. It is a live service, uh, connect, internet connection always required game, whether you're just playing it by yourself or not. And I just don't understand, like, I, I guess I'm, I'm disappointed that an yet another live service game in a time when we've been talking about it on Unlocked recently, a bunch of live service games are shutting servers down yeah. because they can't all win. Right. They, you can't, they, they're not all sustainable because they require such a time investment from players. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I get why publishers want to chase that money. Cause there's, if you can get it, there's a lot of money on the table there, but this, Look at this. I mean, we're watching the, the footage is up is actually like angering me as as I watch it again. It's like shoot purple thing. Shoot pur and, and you say that, but it's not even a joke. Like if you it's guys not a haven't joke. seen the footage, that's almost quite literally everything that they're shooting yeah. are these purple bulbs on like tanks or this massive weapon as they just destroyed or purple guys on the ground. And that may seem simple because but, but that's because it is or like that's what we've seen so far. Yeah. Um I, so I, I am profoundly underwhelmed by what I've seen of this game so far. Again, with the caveat that it might be super fun to actually play when I have it in my hands. But I am, I am losing hype for this game. Like I started, I guess, pretty high because before we knew anything about it, other than like, oh, okay, Rocksteady's next game is Suicide Squad. Like, okay, well, I mean... Batman's my favorite superhero and yeah. pretty much anything that they're doing that's not Batman is going to be personally a little bit of a letdown. <laughs> I would have wanted Batman Beyond for their next thing. And I'm going to keep saying that until. Right my mind. <laughs> yes. But um, okay. So, all right. That's my personal bias with it. But I, I you know I started in a, with some pretty high hopes and, and quite frankly, expectations because this is Rocksteady. This is the developer that, is it fair to say, Miranda, that, that Rocksteady is primarily responsible, I won't go so far as to call them solely responsible, but primarily responsible for cracking the code on how to make a not just good, but a great superhero video game? Yeah, I think right? they really set the pace of expectations there. Yeah. For sure. I think, and they did it, you know, three times in a row, and I know Arkham Knight had its own problem. Just the end with the Batmobile stuff. I think I think everybody's yeah. pretty on board with the rest of that video game, <laughs> yeah. myself included. Absolutely. <laughs> but, but even still, like, there's just so much to love about that series and, and to see how it, again, has shaped our expectations for these games. And there have been other good superhero games in the past, but that was just, like, you know... Raise the bar. And, and certainly, you know, Spider-Man came later, and I'm not saying that Insomniac wouldn't have done what Insomniac did without Rocksteady. I mean, they're they're developers on opposite ends of the earth, but I, I, 
I think it's fair to say that Rocksteady gets a ton of credit for what they did for superhero games. And just every time, this isn't the first time we've seen Suicide Squad kill the Justice League. Mm -hmm. This is like the third or fourth time we've seen bits of it. It's, It's been at the Game Awards twice, I think, like in terms of actual gameplay. Right. Like we've seen this thing and every time I see it, I lose more interest in it. Uh, again, with the caveat that I will still play. I'm not writing it off. I will still play the game. Uh, I'm sure the mechanics of it will there will be uh, there will be things to like. But the, after eight years following up the Arkham the Batman games, this is what like they just wanted to chase the live service dragon, like really, and they're requiring the online connection all the time and. Suicide Squad, uh, I think it's fair to say, they've had their moment. I'm, I'm, I don't necessarily need more Suicide Squad in my life. We've had a couple movies. We've had, uh, uh, you know, what? I guess, I feel like there's, some, there's been some other Suicide well, Squad thing that I'm leaving out. One, and then the yeah. second one, that was good. It was good, yeah. Yeah. And, and the James had, Gunn movie, yeah. yeah. They've had a lot of Harley Quinn around, and... I don't think it's necessarily too much, but I guess my big question is even though we've been shown like, hey, this is how this game is. Here's a taste of the humor. Here's what you're doing. We're going to go kill the Justice League. I think whenever I hear like live service, I just want to know more about their plan for sustaining the game. And I think that's where you start to understand like what sort of investment you want to give in there or whether or not it's something that would fit into your play style. So for instance, I'm like, it's like, we're, we're to say it's like, I'm trying out some stuff right now to see it's like, well, does this fit into my Genshin time? Does this fit into my chores time? That's fair. And all these other things. It's like, if I've already invested a lot of time in something else, what does this replace? And is it exactly. worth replacing that? Is it, you know, there, if Destin were here, he'd probably bring up Destiny. Everybody's rehyped for Destiny again right now with Lightfall. Mm-hmm. And by all accounts, that's it's really good and it's super fun. And it's Destiny players are having a ball with that again. Yeah. And, and Destiny's one of those weird cases where when you hop back into a live service game, it's actually really confusing. Like if you're one of those people like me who only comes in for the big updates, you're like, all right, I want to get raid ready. I'm going to go hard on this for like two weeks and then drop off the face of the earth in destiny land. And, but, but then you have a great time doing it. Cause that's very, I guess like kind of almost a privileged spot. Cause I have people who are like playing every single week. I'm like, Hey, I'm knocking on your door. Get me ready. <laughs> so help me. And then, you know, not everyone has that, but I think that's a unique game where you can kind of play to their beats because of how they do drops, but versus other games that do want you there constantly. Yeah. Finding things. And that's it's hard. Right. And, and I mean, again, personally i realize i'm an old man at this point i am not looking for that yeah yeah it's not what i it's and that's that's not rocksteady's fault that i'm an old man who just wants to play that doesn't want to like that doesn't want his video games to turn into a job i that's i know a lot of people a lot of people love that 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 the grind and the you know we already there's a battle pass with this we already know that that was in a it's in one of the still frames if we were to pause it at the right spot in this footage we're looking at now if you're if you're listening on audio we've been we've been playing the the gameplay footage from the state of play last week but i I think miranda if i if i again like set sort of my personal bullshit aside on what i'm looking for out of of a out of a big superhero game and live service being not it but if if i kind of break it down more fundamentally than that when i think about the reason I'm so disappointed in what we've seen so far is because Rocksteady's Batman games had stealth. You had cool detective work. So many puzzles. You had, right, you had puzzles. You had combo-driven, free-flowing melee combat that was so much fun to pull off. So much fun that other games just straight up ripped it off because that's how good it was. You had vehicles, which, okay, maybe they went a little too far with the vehicle stuff in Arkham Knight, but you could jump in the in the Batmobile and drive around for a while and then just, like, grapple hook out. Uh, you had a great story with mm-hmm. insane voice. I mean, you had Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill. Yeah. No disrespect to whoever's doing work in Suicide Squad, but those two <laughs> it's, it's top tier I mean, like you can't 
Yeah. And you had this brilliantly moody art direction mm-hmm. where Gotham City was, I would argue, was a character unto itself of course. in those three games. And here we have shoot the purple thing. And why, by the way, why we were watching the footage, why does every, everyone can grapple out of wherever they want? Have you noticed that? They're, like, they're the little conceit, the, I the guess. Particles. Is, they're yeah, grappling they're, on the particles. It's the, the, <laughs> which know. is ridiculous. Yeah, and it's I, a ridiculous gameplay conceit. Which, like, so everybody can just jump around. Like, what's the difference between these four characters? Besides, yeah. but that's the challenge, right? Because <laughs> obviously they want to play a lot with space, and like you can see it yeah. right, right in this clip if you're watching. Everyone's just like jumping really high and really yeah. far like, and, and movement's a big part of it and verticality and getting around because you're trying to kill a lot of mobs at once. And I think that, as you're saying, is, is curious because it's like, okay, well, how do you differentiate their styles? Because obviously they do have different weapons and such, but like what really makes them different beyond their skills? Um, and the, there's not that much. The common comps that I saw thrown around, not by me, by... My Twitter followers that were responding to, you know, with their own opinions, either to my tweets or or just, to, you know, on the on the timeline. The games I saw coming up, Miranda, were uh, Saints Row, mm-hmm. the, the reboot, the not great reboot from recently. Crackdown, mm-hmm. uh, Marvel's Avengers. Yeah, I saw that one a lot. And shoot, I feel like there's one more. There was like one more game name that I saw thrown around a lot. But the point is. That's not the best company you necessarily want to be in mm-hmm. from if you're trying to hype people up for your game. So I, I we are clearly not the only only gamers that are I think maybe it's to diplomatically say scratching our heads at just where Rocksteady's going with this. Yeah, and I think maybe one of so I'm trying to find the disconnect because I don't necessarily mind the randomness in your loot and customization but with the suicide squad in particular like forgive me because i i haven't really read the comics or anything and i'm kind of like loosely in the know of suicide squad same but like when i see them seeing them just trick out a bunch of guns it doesn't necessarily make the most sense for me and their characters when we have literally a shark like a we have a shark literal (laughs) literal shark man yeah like (laughs) i want more things to augment him being a shark yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it's cool to see him run around with a minigun, but also he can bite people's faces off. Um, right. Okay, and like Harley Quinn, like and and her character and playing into her more with like her bats and her tricks and jokes and like how she uses those mechanically, I think is would be far more interesting to play into rather than here's some cool new guns for Harley Quinn. I'm like ah, and I think that's maybe what what is is losing me here. So like with Batman, and as you said, like you get this really incredible melee combat. Whereas to here you're changing something mechanically to just be, you know, just more guns. It's a third person shooter. Yeah, which I third, think a third person multiplayer live right. service shooter. I, I do feel bad just like sitting here harping on it, and I did I guess start by saying you know they don't owe us to have a certain vision or idea, but sure. we are also allowed to be like disappointed in what we yeah, see. Absolutely. Like, especially coming away from a studio that they're like, man, you, you gave us like this really cool thing. And then you kind of just like drop that thing that really made your, your studio special f- for a lot of people. Well and said. So I think that's where that disappointment comes from. And it's not necessarily that they can't try something different. It's just that in that difference, they're losing something that, made them unique potentially and if i could add on to that for myself and we'll put a bow on this because there's yeah. plenty more to talk to <laughs> talk about uh the the timeline just f- exacerbates the problem for me the fact that it's been eight years like we've waited so long yeah. for rocksteady to come back i mean again if i i would i'd be speculating because i don't know but you you would think that it would seem likely that within eight years they haven't been working on this. They probably haven't been working on the thing we're seeing for eight years. There's a good chance that they'd started something, whether it was another version of suicide squad or another game entirely. Right. That they scrapped. And then this is what we're getting. And I think that's the, the eight years part is, is again, Part of the disappointment for me that this is such a talented studio that 
that made these three incredible Batman games. Mm-hmm. And we've waited almost a decade, almost a decade. And we're getting a third person shoot the purple stuff live service multiplayer shooter. So I, I am curious to see how much purple stuff you actually do have to shoot when we get into it. <laughs> we'll see soon. I mean, <laughs> actually. maybe they showed all the purple things. That was it. There's no, there's no other purple in the, in the final. There's yeah, probably yeah. a lot of purple things. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I'm sure the comments on YouTube or on IGN right now to this episode are filling up with, with your thoughts on Suicide Squad and maybe... Maybe you totally disagree with this and you're super hyped for this and I'm I'm super happy for you if th- if that is the case. I will say Miranda the general sentiment that I saw from other critics uh I won't name people but like lots of other people in you know in our circle and uh, you know other outlets the the sentiment was pretty pretty universally negative mm. on Suicide Squad and um I wonder how the uh the folks at rocksteady are taking that right now because this was obviously a big moment for them they were the the star of this major first party event and it probably did not go as they hoped it would right so we'll see we'll see how things go we got like two and a half months i mean at this point the that the game is what it is and we just need to get our hands on it and see try it for ourselves and go from there uh all right Next up this week, famed game developer Shinji Mikami, well-known for, of course, directing both the original Resident Evil and then later founding Tango Gameworks uh, and doing Evil Within 1 and 2, he is leaving the studio he, he founded after 13 years. I can't believe it's been 13 years already since he founded it. Uh, the studio saying we can confirm that Shinji Mikami has decided to leave Tango Gameworks in the coming months. We thank him for his work as a creative leader and supportive mentor to young developers on the Evil Within franchise, Ghostwire Tokyo, and of course, Hi-Fi Rush. We wish Mikami-san well in the future and are excited by what lies ahead for the talented developers at Tango. Later, Mikami himself did tweet uh, in English, uh, thank you. To all who have supported Tango so far, I am leaving Tango, but the young people have grown up well. Please continue to support the games that Tango releases in the future. Well, uh, I think we can scratch what I said a couple episodes ago about, we're definitely going to get an Evil Within 3 reveal at E3 because Mikami has to be doing something while these other two projects are going on and Xbox needs a horror game. Listen, Whoops. <laughs> I mean, that could still happen. I mean, what he was saying by signing off there, right, was that... I believe in this studio and like they're doing good stuff. And I think there has to come a point where maybe you hand off your creative works if that's something you want to do. I don't, as we said in that other episode, I don't think that tease in there was unintentional. Like you don't just leave something in yeah. there. That's a small, that's the team that worked on Hi-Fi Rush is small enough to know. And they, I don't think, I like to think they wouldn't let something in there as an oversight of just like, oh yeah, let's put this in there. We put it in five years ago. Completely forgot, you know? Like, I mean, maybe they did, but Stranger things so. have happened. Yeah, stranger things but. have happened. Like, you know, I, I've definitely written things and said, I have no recollection of this in, ever in my life. But I did that, I guess. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's it's surprising. I don't know what Shinji Mikami would be doing next. Like, he's only 57, so I could see... Thank you. I was going to yeah. look that up. So he's a young man. Yeah, I was about to say, is he, is he getting into retirement? Like kind of getting there but not quite but like maybe he just wants to take it easy and do something else or just go off and do consulting or yeah he could there could be any number of i mean he's got probably the world at his fingertips with his accomplishments yeah in the industry um i mean it you, you do ask a fair question i mean 57 is young but at 57 does he want to start all over and like start a new studio maybe we don't know That'd but, be ambitious, but, but he could do it. He could do he's it. Obviously, already done it. Yeah, he'd have. <laughs> I mean, I I hope. Well, I don't know. It's not my money, but but I okay. Instead of I hope, I'll say I'll. I wonder if when Microsoft acquired Bethesda, mm-hmm. if there was any like if this has been discussed or planned in any way. Like if Mikami had kind of given the corporate overlords notice like, Hey, you know, I'm probably going to dip in a couple years, right. regardless of whether or not this, this acquisition goes through or, or if this is just something that, that happened kind of recently and 
And if that's the case, then kind of feel bad for for Phil Spencer and the Xbox yeah. team that, you know, not that there again, not that there's there's clearly a lot of talent there. We just we're playing it right now. We're playing yeah, we're Rush. playing the fruits of that talent with Hi-Fi Rush. But, you know, it's it's a feather in your cap when you acquire the whole of Bethesda and one of the one of the talented creators you have is the original director of Resident Evil. That's pretty awesome. And then for him to for him to dip like two years in, it's like, oh, that's that's kind of a bummer if you're if you're Microsoft. Yeah, maybe yeah, but at the same time, like you can't control what happens. Well, I mean, you can with contracts. I was gonna say, like, <laughs> well, you totally can. Technically, you can. <laughs> like, I I um, would bet I would bet lunch that Todd Howard is locked into some sort of you can't leave contract. That I mean. Right, like he would. I don't do. think he would probably yeah. either admit it. You know, he might it's legally not, our not. Yeah, it's not our business. But but, also. but if if I'm yeah if I'm Phil Spencer and I'm Very buying true. Bethesda, I'm I'm making sure Todd doesn't take the money and leave. He's yeah. got to stick around for a while. Absolutely, and and obviously Tango, and as they've said, and Shinji said, um, Shinji McConaughey has said in this, the the studio is not just him. It's a talented group of people. Yeah. Again, we just saw Hi-Fi Rush, which was, you know, just a group in that that studio just doing their own thing. And, you know, they've obviously been working on something else alongside it because it was not their whole team. So so I, I am inclined to agree with you that The Evil Within 3 is still happening and we are still going to get it. I think it will get announced at yeah, E3 probably. and it'll just be a new director, a one, you know, a younger, younger member of the of the team. You got to pass a baton at some point. Yeah. Unless you just take the baton with you, which is also fine. <laughs> if it's your baton, you take it with you. <laughs> you can, but you know. I mean, it, it's cooler if you pass it. it. Yeah, if <laughs> I guess you can take the baton, but Microsoft can still say, "Well, we're gonna just we're gonna yeah, write yeah. we're gonna write the evil within on a new baton that, <laughs> and then we're gonna use that." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, all the best to Shinji Mikami. I guess he hasn't, according to this, hasn't quite left yet. He's still yeah, he's just kind of he's he's winding himself down uh there and probably trying to probably trying to just like pass off as much institutional knowledge that he has to the mm -hmm. to the team that's there um but yeah he's the guy has accomplished a lot and you know he i i think one reason you, you know you talked about it with hi-fi rush I, i'm i'm not really like nervous for game tango or or nervous as an xbox fan simply because they've already proven that without makami in the director's chair mm -hmm. they can make awesome stuff oh yeah so i think they're they seem to be in very good hands with the with the team that remains and we'll see if if uh if our little prediction about the evil within three at e3 or well e3 but not e3 comes yeah. through <laughs> what microsoft summer press conference put it that way all right uh the next thing here how are we oh gosh we're you know we've already been talking for almost half an hour yeah this was one of the weirdest <laughs> the game reveals i missed <laughs> so <laughs> you, well and and you know what uh I'm sure Ed Boon and NetherRealm wish that everybody had missed this because, and, and I was, I feel really bad for them, and we'll talk about, talk about more of that in a second. On an, on a Warner Brothers Discovery earnings call, the CEO of the company did, was it written down here? No, it's not. It's not written down in this little uh, this little blurb that I copied from IGN.com. Uh, but they just basically, they just straight up announced Mortal Kombat 12 on an earnings call. They were like, yep, when later this, and not only that, but they were, they were later this year, we'll have Mortal Kombat 12. And I, I'm, I'm picturing Ed Boon and the entire NetherRealm team that's working so hard on this game that's been keeping it a secret for whatever reveal they had planned, which... I would guess would have been at E3 or, you know, some, whether it's Microsoft's stage or Sony's, what if some Sony does something or their own, maybe they were going to put, maybe they're putting their own thing together for all we know that's not announced yet, but they clearly had their own plan mm -hmm. with, I'm sure a cool announcement trailer, but instead mm -hmm. the CEO of your company just goes, oh yeah, we're doing Mortal Kombat 12 and it's out later this year. 
that's that sucks for so for Ed and <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing is that I missed this because there's just been so much news, and it was just a wait a second. Wait, really? <laughs> oh, because <laughs> I think there there's a lot of other big news out of that um, earnings call, and I somehow just missed this part. And it's it is a shame that that's how this got announced, but it's also quite exciting that that's happening this year. There's so much this year. Uh, yeah, and if you like fighting games, you now have Street Fighter Six in June mm -hmm. and Mortal Kombat Twelve presumably in the fall though you know we don't know for sure yet but odds are it's a q4 you know big q4 release yeah. uh we're looking at mortal kombat 11 right now which Still remains oh yeah yeah remains one of the most fun games to look at yes i my fighting game skills are have long long since eroded so i don't really have any interest in playing it but watching it like just watching this stuff right now the <laughs> Sorry, fatalities. if you're listening on audio, we're watching fatalities, and it's just, it <laughs> remains. So, are you watching, because I know you, you like me, you love our, our across-the-street neighbors at Double Fine very much. Are you watching the psychodicy? <laughs> so, the, as, as uh, Double Fine did with Broken Age, the game, the artist formerly known as Double Fine Adventure, the, the game, the adventure game they kickstarted, you know, they filmed the whole thing yeah. and put out put it out as like a sort of documentary series. Well, they filmed five, the entire like five year development stretch of Psychonauts 2. I completely missed that. Going back to Psychonauts and the Rhombus of Ruin on PlayStation VR uh, and how that kind of fed into Psychonauts 2. And and there, I actually don't know, or thank you, Super Producer Red, there's a little clip of it up right now. There's, I think there's, there's at least 30 something episodes. Cause I just like, it's on my YouTube feed now I'm on episode 10 and each episode is between like 20 something minutes and like 50 something minutes. So there are just hours and hours and hours of professionally shot and edited documentary footage of the so entirety. Yeah. To watch all of this. What? I've been, so I've been, when I do the dishes at night, yeah. I just put this on. And I usually, I'm, I'm usually, you know, and then I'll kind of, I'll finish the dishes and then just finish, just continue watching the episode because I can't, they're so, they're so interesting. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I bring this up because NetherRealm needs to, they need to have a documentary crew <laughs> shoot the entirety of Mortal Kombat development oh, because be I want to see the, the conference room meetings or maybe in the last couple of years, Zoom meetings, whatever. But I want to, I want that filmed. I want to hear the ideas that, that were thrown around for the fatalities. So Ed Boone, if you're listening to this, if you did not shoot this, this development, because obviously it's a little too late now. The making of a fatality. Yeah, please shoot the next, the next Mortal Kombat. Like, I don't know if you're going to do Injustice next or you're going to just stick with Mortal Kombat or do something else. Because Miranda, up until... You know, Mortal Kombat 12 isn't a surprise. No. Obviously, the game, the, the franchise is maybe not. Well, I won't. I won't go so far as to say as big as ever because when it first came out, the, like the first three Mortal Kombat's were like th the biggest games, along with Street Fighter 2 in the entire industry. But Mortal Kombat has had a renaissance, and it is a huge deal. Yeah. It sells millions and millions of copies. But uh, I lost my train of thought. I don't know what I was going to say now. Uh, you're going <laughs> along with how we are assuming that there's going to be oh, another. Oh, thank you. So, given right. So th this announcement isn't like a shock. Like, what? They're doing Mortal Kombat 12? I never would have guessed. <laughs> but they had been alternating there mm -hmm. for a while. Like, they, they, they did, uh, did it go, let's see, I think it went, well, whatever. If it was not Mortal Kombat 9, Injustice, Mortal Kombat 10, Injustice 2... Mortal Kombat 11, and now Mortal Kombat 12. Yes, so I did get that right. So it, it was reasonable to, to suspect that, oh, well, I guess they're going to do Injustice 3 now, and then Mortal Kombat 12 would come later. Mm -hmm. There must be a good reason why they've decided not to continue with Injustice. Would it, it, maybe it's just that MK11 sold so insanely well that they were like, okay, let's, let's keep this train rolling. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say unless we talk to them and figure out what their 
thoughts are on. There's also been a lot of weird corporate stuff going on with WB. So maybe they were just... That was kind of my thoughts. Is like, well, WB is still figuring out a lot of its like cinematic universe. And obviously we've seen everything that's happening on HBO. And there's just a lot of things going on within WB that I think it's hard for us to say that maybe a video game property might need to wait. And obviously Suicide Squad's happening, but there are other things that just are big question marks. Although I guess when they would have started... yeah. Mortal Kombat 12, the the aka like if they had decided to go when they made the decision to do Injustice or Mortal Kombat and they chose Mortal Kombat, Maybe. there wasn't any of the corporate drama at that right. time. Maybe they so, just wanted to do more Mortal Kombat. Yeah, and I don't think anybody's gonna really be disappointed about that because no. <laughs> Eleven was so good and sold through the roof, and as you just noted, it still looks great. Yeah. And what sort of sick and twisted stuff are they gonna are they gonna break out for uh mortal kombat 12 here's the thing my fondest memory of mortal kombat 11 was when i was just like i'm gonna learn fighting games and then i tried and then i got online once it's like never again (laughs) no i'll just i'll just go button mash in my corner and have a good time playing solo and it's it's honestly still just the best time yeah i mean that's i you're you're braver than i would be i wouldn't even attempt to go online i don't know if it was would... brave or just stupid <laughs> but you know it, there's a little bravery there because you know what oh see we're watching more footage and i could just watch this all day here comes a slow mo. oh come on it never gets old no it really doesn't it just i don't know these guys are this team is so so awesome i've been to nether realm once we did an ign first for injustice 2 actually and it's in the most like their office is in the most unassuming little corporate office park in like a suburb of Chicago. And, uh, but that team, Ed Boone is an absolute sweetheart. The nicest guy, the team is great. The, and, um, but I guess they get to just let out all of their like pent up anger and stress. It, they just let it out through these fatalities, yeah. like maybe picturing, you know, I don't, whatever's stressing them out in their life. Like when they're designing fatalities, like, it's a form of, I'm saying it's a form of like, therapy. It's, it's like your sleep paralysis <laughs> monster. This is how you take care of it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, feel, genuinely feel bad for, for Ed Boone and the NetherRealm team that their moment was kind of taken away from them uh, to, a, to an extent. We'll still get a cool announcement trailer. I'm sure there have been uh, nonstop meetings with, with uh, the leadership of NetherRealm and the marketing and PR teams at WB trying to figure out, okay, well, uh, what, what do we, what do we, where do we go from here? Since our CEO kind of, kind of threw us under the bus there unexpectedly, but, um, I'm sure we'll be hearing about Mortal Kombat 12 sooner rather than later. Let the, let the fatalities flow. That's, yeah. that's what I have to say. <laughs> Next up. We told you it's just a wild week, and we actually, we've still got, yeah, we've got plenty more to cover. Call of Duty 2023, it will be a thing, Miranda. So remember we had been, there'd been the report, yeah, that that they were taking the year off and that Treyarch was taking some extra time and we'd see Treyarch's next game in 2024. No, 2023, the the spice must flow. The the cash must flow into the coffers of, of Activision shareholders <laughs> because what's going to happen is uh, and this is courtesy of jason schreier at bloomberg digging this up call of duty 2023 will continue modern warfare 2 story development is being led by sledgehammer so in a new report fl- from bloomberg activision has modified its annual call of duty release schedule plans shifting away from a planned expansion for modern warfare Reports now state that it will move towards another full game set in the modern warfare era to be developed by Sledgehammer Games. Previous reports last year stated the plans for Call of Duty in 2023 would be an experimental phase for the franchise, focusing on a high-end expansion for Modern Warfare 2, which is apparently scaled up for a full release. Though no official details are out as of this time, the Bloomberg report stated that the full game, the game, pardon me, would focus on a continuation of Modern Warfare 2 and its systems, but it will not be Modern Warfare 3. Sledgehammer Games, the developers behind Call of Duty Vanguard, will be heading up the game's development with support from uh, other Activision studios, as always, because you have to 
these games can't come out in the AAA polished state that they come out in without the help of a whole lot of, of uh, support studios. So, Miranda, we know that Treyarch's up next in 2024. Mm -hmm. So, number one, how interested are you in sort of a Modern Warfare 2.5? I think I would have been more curious to see what would have happened if they all took time off, if they took a year off. I mean, obviously, as you've said, this is a massive moneymaker and the shareholders want more Call of Duty. So that's really where my biggest curiosity was, was the opportunity of time. And obviously, Treyarch is still getting that time, but other developers aren't. So right. what does that mean for the rest of the series? I, I think this is going to be just more of what we would expect from Call of Duty. And that's kind of it. It's just like, okay, well, they're just going to give us more of the same do you with some modifications, I'm sure. Do you think that the campaign will be even shorter than it usually is, given that this was an expansion turned into a full thing? Nah. No? Still I, like I a five-hour campaign is still... Yeah, if they're if they opting to turn into a full thing, I think they would have decided that they want to expand it more. Or maybe it was because the expansion ended up being more than they thought they could do. And they're like, you know what? Actually, we can just turn this into a bigger deal. That's a that's a more optimistic way of looking at it. Like yeah. To, yeah, I like to be optimistic sometimes. So uh, yeah. no, no, you make a great point because I'm sure they scoped out everything they wanted to do. And yeah, maybe when they when when word got up upstairs that like, oh yeah, well, we had this cool thing planned out, but I guess we're just going to cut it back to, you know, right. do what the expansion thing you guys wanted. Well, maybe then the higher ups went, all right, why don't we just give you guys some help and make the thing that you want to make? Right. Yeah. But Ryan, are you interested in having more of the story? Yes. <laughs> with, uh, with a specific tone in my voice there. <laughs> I, so I loved the Modern Warfare 1 reboot. Mm -hmm. I reviewed the single player. I think you reviewed the multiplayer that year, right? So we, we were each on like a piece of that review. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really thought that campaign was one of the best campaigns. I mean, probably a top five Call of Duty campaign for me across the long history of the series. Modern Warfare 2, I bailed out of the campaign. I got to... I got probably what must have been two thirds or three quarters of the way through. There was a sort of stealth section where you had to just actually, is this, is this from, no, this is from earlier in the game, this, this footage here, but uh, it was a stealth bit from later in the campaign where you had these guys hunting you like just real. And it, it just annoyed, ended up annoying. Like I tried it over and over. I kept, I, I had like a checkpoint with very little firepower and uh. I just, you know, again, I'm not going to blame the game, but I just, yeah, I ended up just getting kind of frustrated and I, I ended up, after trying it over and over, it's like, all right, I think I'm done with this. And then some other game came out, probably, it was probably God of War and High on Life would have been the two that came out at that same time. That, that, so, yeah, and I just, I haven't gone back. So yeah, I know I- Yeah, problem, really. It is. <laughs> I could probably go back and it's, it, I'm sure it'd be that thing where you, know, you take a- you just let it be for a bit, and then I'd probably, like, get through it on the first try next oh, yeah. time. But, well, now I'm playing, you know, Hi-Fi Rush, and there's the Diablo 4 beta coming up, and <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I'll get back to it. So, to answer your question in an extraordinarily long-winded way, yeah, I'm, I'm interested, but I wouldn't say... I mean, I'll, I'll give it a try, okay. the, the campaign. I'll, I'll definitely fire it up, and whether it will hold my interest for the duration of it remains to be seen, but... Um, the, the, the other point I wanted to get your opinion on here, Miranda, is because you, you play a ton of Call of Duty, you know, you play more on the multiplayer side. I, I dabble at least in every campaign. Um, how do you think it's going to go from here? Because Vanguard, by their own public statements, mm -hmm. disappointed, uh, did not live up to Activision's I guess, financial hopes for it. And uh, none, basically none, anything that's not Modern Warfare or Black Ops mm -hmm. has just not been able to elevate to the, to the level of those two. So Treyarch is next year. Mm -hmm. Number one, do you think that Treyarch's next game is either Black Ops 5 or following Infinity Ward a little bit, maybe just a black ops reboot so that's number one i want to ask you that 
And number two, do you think we're we're done with the with anything that's not black ops or modern warfare at least for the foreseeable future it's funny because he wrote ghosts in here and i was just like <laughs> <laughs> well i was don't bring that back <laughs> no please don't I mean, you could and they could probably do a the good job with single it. worst call of duty campaign in the history of the franchise it's always funny to me that was my first call of duty campaign. oh no because every other time before that people were like what how did you not play the others i only cared about multiplayer that's it i just wanted to go shoot some guys in the face and and get my kdr and shake off a hard day of studying you know and then and then i was like you know what i'm finally gonna do it i'm gonna play the campaign like everyone no miranda don't and then i had like a running bet with somebody about riley it's like are they gonna is this dog gonna die and like (laughs) i lost i lost the bet i won't tell you which way it went but also, don't don't bother with that one if you haven't played it. I that is that's the the quickest I've bailed out of a Call of Duty campaign because again I I literally I have finished most of them. You know they're not yeah. long campaigns. No, not. I've finished almost every single one of them. But Ghosts, I knew in 15 minutes that it was bad. Oof, yeah. And uh, I think I think I might have maybe made it at most two hours in before I, I was like, forget it. I'm not. Why am I doing this to myself? I will say sometimes it is good to experience bad media. That way you can appreciate what the other things that you have that you love and also get a better idea of like what works for you. So sometimes I will intentionally watch bad things or like a part of a bad thing and dissect like, why did I not like this? It's a, it's a good practice for critical thinking. I think that, I think that's good. Yeah, no, also I... it's, do you want to waste your time doing that? Maybe not, but you know. I did so. Do what you want with your time. <laughs> so let's let's come back to to the question that I asked you in the most oh, long yes. way possible. Do Fair. you th- do you think it's going to be Black Ops next year, and do you think it's Black Ops and Modern Warfare alternating? Because it seems like like is you know if, if Sledgehammer's leading on this this Modern Warfare two point five, uh, that's you know they're, they're clearly not making their own thing like they did with vanguard or uh, advanced warfare or infinite or no infinite warfare was infinity war advanced warfare before that so yeah are you think you think it's just going to be those two more popular call of duty sub franchises for a while it's really not a bad idea like letting them settle into these franchises that we've seen them come back and forth to time and time again and just nestling into this and perfecting what they have and i think because some of the past games we've seen that didn't perform as well either it could have been you know story stuff mechanical things um uninspired maps whatever it may be but every year that people complain that like call of duty is the same which yeah because it's still call of duty like you're gonna have similar similarities across this and i think we're in a space now with online games where sequels and follow-ups you have to really consider like what do you want to do with this refresh like how refreshing do you want this to be and if they continue with like stories build more investment in these characters i think you just get something more engaging in that space and that's easier for them to fall back on rather than having to reinvent themselves every time and do that in a subpar way for a lot of things and not necessarily bad but in that reinvention it's limited right because they still have to have that quick time to kill they have to still have very specific call of duty hallmarks um but maybe by keeping these franchises more focused they can have more focused innovations within that space and i think that might help them in the long yeah. run i'm with you yeah i i just don't see it. when when they've had there's the sample size is large enough now by the way our our sadistic producer red had some <laughs> he, he had some ghost footage up earlier um i, I just don't see how it, there have been enough examples like vanguard ww2 ghosts uh advanced warfare infinite warfare that just they they never mat they never match up sales wise mm-hmm. to black ops or modern warfare so i i i think wh- whether or not treyarch does a reboot of black ops next year which honestly i hope they do mm. i hope they refocus on campaign um black ops 1 is still my favorite call of duty campaign i think it's the best one that's ever been made um and i i would i would 
it's close with that and and uh the original modern warfare one for me mm-hmm. but black ops one was awesome anyway so whether or not they they reboot it um i think we're probably gonna see nothing but black ops and and modern warfare for for quite a while now if microsoft's acquisition is approved then all bets are off because they might say hey we want to they could do anything they could have other teams make spin-off call of duty games they there's a million different things that could happen but we shall see uh we are rapidly running out of time but i've got to talk about this because it's it's great this is just there's nothing but joy that that's about to that you're about to hear in your ears right now. Forza Horizon 5 Rally Adventure new expansion has been announced and it's out this month. Yes. Wow. The Wizards at Playground are at it again. Uh, this will be the second piece of major DLC for Forza Horizon 5. It's out March 29th and it includes a whole new rally career mode. Hell yes. Uh, rally stuff in Forza is going to be great. A brief trailer is out if you want to check it out on youtube.com slash IGN. Showed off some of the new gameplay and teased some of the new features. And there will be new customization options, promising that players can, quote, build a rally monster. So uh, the quick thing I want to just talk about for a second, Miranda, is this. Forza's never missed. Yes. Ever. And that is almost impossible because their sample size is huge. (laughs) You're talking about 12 total games. And by the way, I'm not even counting the expansions. Right. The the Playgrounds expansions have all been amazing too, by the way. Uh, They've done Hot Wheels twice. They did the Lego Speed Champions thing that was great. The, the Fortune Island thing that brought like weather and thunderstorms in the in the game, what was awesome. But twelve since since Forza started in I think it was oh three or oh I'd have to look it up when the first Forza the first Forza Motorsport. Anyway, it's definitely twelve games because it's and soon to be thirteen. Mm-hmm. It's uh, seven Motorsports and five Horizons. They've all been. Not good, not great. They've all been varying degrees of incredible. Right? For, across these two development teams, Playground and Turn 10. Yeah, that's very rare. How, like, can we stop and appreciate that for a second? Like, yeah. that is... That's a massive achievement. They've never missed across these two teams. Mm-hmm. It is wild that they've just never had a had a bad game had a bad year where they they just like tried some stuff and it didn't work i I will say that a lot of times i've been curious about what they'll add to the next one just because i have no idea what else they'll improve on and what they find to improve on is always really cool or weird and i i know i've said this in past episodes as well it's like i'm not really a racing person I, i don't even own a car like i just don't even have one and so i just have not a lot of experience like cool racing stuff and I, I dabble i like the novelty of it but i think what they do technically is just so interesting and like how do you improve on something that's fantastic well you do what they do <laughs> like it's that's sort of like looking at portal right and like that that game is just perfect yeah and then they did portal 2 which yeah. is even better and i'm like how <laughs> what and so it's just whenever you see these instances it's it's just unbelievable in just the best way. And yeah. you love to see that. And you just want to cheer them on and be excited for whatever they put out next. And so I'm glad that you get a cool new experience with this new expansion coming out. Yeah. Uh, you, you, I couldn't have said it better. You're, the, the, when you were talking about wondering like how they're going to top themselves each time, I, I've, I've had that same thought exercise where after... And, and it started for me after specifically Horizon 2 because... Like I will say, the worst, the worst of each series, and I'm big air quotes here. If you're listening on <laughs> least, on audio, fantastic. The least amazing, which okay. I think we, I mean, back at OXM, I'm positive we still gave nines to uh, the first one of first Horizon and the first Motorsport, but the first ones are the least amazing. And I just remember uh, when I saw Horizon Two, 
and it was it's set in the south coast of France. And it was such a, such a leap, and it just like it it turned it from an from a phenomenal game into just this like game where I ran around screaming at everyone in the office like you need to play this, and nobody believed me. And it took them till Forza Horizon Five for everyone to start believing me. Mm. Um, but it but it, it happened like when when Horizon Three came out, I was like, or was was on was an, was like okay, well how are they going to top two? Oh okay, Australian you know set in Australia. There's all these cool new features. It's even better. And then, how's four going to top three? Oh, seasons? Okay. Yeah, all right. I guess set in the UK. Well played, guys. And then five, same thing. Like, how? come on. How? Come on. After four, how are we? Where are we going now? And it's like, oh, okay. Mexico and just like all this, everything in the kitchen sink is in this game. And yeah, and I'll do it again. Whenever Horizon 6 rolls up in... I guess like maybe two to four years from now, depending on how things go with motorsport due out this year, I'll do it again. Like, what are they going to do now? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it. Buckling in for a good time. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, yes, we can. We'll, we're looking forward to motorsports reboot, next gen only reboot, sometime later this year. But in the meantime, in Four weeks from today, yeah, the 29th, we're recording on the 1st, so four weeks from today, Rally Adventure for Forza Horizon 5, so enjoy that, I know I will. All right, we didn't even get to everything, we but didn't I'm gonna, since, you know, you know you're, you're here, I'm gonna give you a shot at the trivia. R wait, really? I don't yeah. know if that's fair. Is that fair? You're, hey, it's, uh, you, can, you can defer if you like, we can, we can just come back with everybody next time. I'm gonna give you the choice, though, because... You're here. You showed up. Unlike Destin, who decided that parenthood is more important than this show. Now, of course, we love you, Destin. Be home right. with your children, please. Yeah. <laughs> I saw him get on Xbox last night when I was playing something, and I was like, oh, hey, Destin. I didn't actually say anything to him, but I thought, like, you, you know, whenever you see a friend get online, do you ever wave? They're like, oh, hey. Oh, yeah. I've done I that. do that. I don't, I don't ever talk to them. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> acknowledging that you're also. All right. Well, let me ch let's check the clock. All right. I guess we'll, I guess we'll I think, save it. I think we save it. We'll I looked at this. It. I was like, you know what? Let's save it. I think everybody's back. I think Destin's back next week. I'm not 100%. Ooh. Stella should be. Okay. Stella should be for sure. So. We'll tri yeah. Trivia next time. Yeah. We'll save it. Keep it fair. And, uh, and that'll do it. This was unlocked 584. Miranda, where can people check out what you're up to? You can find me on iGen.com, um, helping write guides. We have so many guides going on right now. So if you need a guide, if you need help with your game, come to iGen. You got that Hogwarts Legacy on lock, right? You and your team have yeah. been 12 million copies in the first. That means a lot of people are going to be looking for that, that guide that you guys yes, have. Yes, we have a, a lot there. We're working on wrapping things up, tying up loose ends. Uh, I'm trying to find, think of what else we have. It's just too many, and I'm trying to think if there's any specific Xbox ones. But I still want to play that game. I gotta get, I gotta get my hands on it. I want to yeah, give it a try. Yeah, I have. I, I started it, but I haven't had time to go back to it. It's just been, it's just a it's lot. A million things. It's I'm we're sorry, we're we're, like we're eating good <laughs> yeah. this year uh, on Xbox right. on any platform. Start Dishonored two last night. Who can say? <laughs> I don't know. There's so many new games out. Um. Anyway, but aside from that, you can find me at Havoc Rose on Twitter and Instagram. You saying Dishonored, too, just reminded me that now that it's March, we should be getting Ghostwire Tokyo on Game Pass in, like, two weeks. I want to play it. Because the that's Deathloop. As soon as the one-year exclusivity from PlayStation was over, it showed up on Game Pass. And so that, unless the arrangement was different, and I'm going to bet it wasn't, I'm going to bet it was the same arrangement that Sony had on with Bethesda on both of those games, we should have uh, Ghostwire Tokyo hitting Xbox here in two weeks, but Microsoft just probably contractually can't isn't promote it ahead of time. Yeah. yeah, we'll we'll hear about it in two weeks. So keep that on your calendar as well. Uh, as for me, I'm on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. I mentioned IGN Unfiltered at the top of the show. I would love for you to check that out because uh, that was a really fun conversation with Stig. Got some good insights into what it's like to make a AAA Star Wars sequel. Uh, that was some some good stuff there. And then I think that's it. So I'll oh, stop. One more thing. Check out the Crime Boss Rock City preview, the video preview specifically from Max Goville, because it's really funny. Yeah. So <laughs> if you remember that game from the Game Awards, it's uh, it's a bunch of like 
<laughs> Nine, well-known like guys from the 90s i think yeah. would be a fair like i don't say that disrespectfully but you know th that was peak chuck norris, chuck norris who's in the game that's all you have to say it's like oh uh, okay. yeah michael rooker michael madsen um oh vanilla ice is in it danny trejo yeah so max scoville previewed it and i'm so glad he did i asked him to because i knew he would do it justice and we're hoping the game would be good and um Maybe that part didn't happen so much, but you gotta, yeah. The video preview on youtube.com slash IGN by Max Scoville. Let's just say he samples, there is a, he gives you a taste of Chuck Norris's <laughs> almost literally phoned in VO work. Yeah. You gotta hear it. You gotta see Max, Max made a, a great thing for IGN. And it's, it's a reasonable critique of the preview too. It's not, he's not just like dunking on it the whole time. It's, he played it. He tells you what's, what he thinks of the game, uh, and has fun doing it. So thank you for bringing that up. Yep, absolutely. Great piece of work. Uh, thank you to our super producer, Red, right behind that video wall, making this whole thing happen. And thanks to all of you for listening, for watching and for Miranda Sanchez. I'm Ryan McCaffrey. This was 584 of uh, Podcast Unlocked. We'll see you next week.